This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Welcome back to Now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. I'm Alex Smythe, in for Dave. The frequency of visits to food banks has surged at an unprecedented rate. According to the Daily Daily Bread Food Bank, there has been a 32% increase in Canada in the last year. In Toronto specifically, one-third of food bank clients have a disability or health condition. The organization indicates that financial aid, such as the Canada Disability Benefit, have the potential to alleviate the severity of food insecurity. They have gotten a can- uh, started a campaign to push the federal government to fund the benefit. Neil Hetherington has more details on this, and Neil is the CEO of the Daily Bread Food Bank. Hello, Neil. How are you today? Good morning, Alex. It's nice to chat with you. It's nice to chat with you as well. So uh, can you talk a bit about some of the specific challenges that folks with disabilities face when accessing not only sufficient food, but also nutritious foods as well? Well, I think the, the challenges that they're experiencing, um, they're exacerbated by the fact that uh, the income levels of so many people who uh, have a disability are um, uh, are suppressed. And you look at anybody who is on the Ontario Disability Benefit, they are receiving about $1,300 a month, and that's wholly inadequate. And so the Canada Disability Benefit gives us some hope and opportunity for those individuals receiving that much-needed benefit uh, to be able to thrive in community uh, and to have their right to food realized by being able to pay for it themselves versus having to rely on friends, family, and, and charity which is the case right now. Yeah, and this is uh, certainly something we've talked uh, uh, a lot on our show, not only the disability, uh, Canada Disability Benefit, but also uh, the food insecurity and the financial uh, burdens that folks from the community face. You you mentioned it. Expand a bit more for me, like in terms of the Canada Disability Benefit, how could the uh, fully funding that program, how could that really lift up folks from the community and alleviate that pressure, that stress that they are experiencing right now? Well, the benefit, when it was passed into law, had a very clear mandate that individuals uh, across the country, and about a million who are on uh, disability uh, benefits, whether from private insurance or from uh, provincial plans, uh, needed to get to at least the poverty line, if not the poverty line plus 15%. And so uh, the legislation was clear that it was going to alleviate poverty. And so we've been working very hard uh, alongside a coalition uh, within uh, the disability communities. Uh, It has been uh, a wonderful opportunity for us to hear their stories uh, and to walk alongside them in this journey. And there's about 40 organizations now that have joined in and more every single week. And what we are saying is that benefit needs to be fully funded. The Canada Disability Benefit needs to move individuals from that $1,300 a month or so to at least the uh, poverty line, $2,300. And so so we are giving the opportunity to our government uh, to fully fund it. And we expect that this March that, uh, that Canadians will hear 
hopefully good news that it's fully funded. That means about 10 to $12 billion a year at a minimum. Uh, we are concerned that it's not going to be there, but uh, we're going to uh, uh, advocate now uh, to make sure that it is fully funded. Well, and advocacy is, is so important, especially when you you are supporting a marginalized community, and especially one where uh, the voice may not have been heard in, in the past. It, can you speak a bit about like what it means to to take on that that role to really become an advocate and, and support the disability community? putting pressure on the government as a national organization. As you mentioned, there's other organizations that have joined, joined the call. Like that, That's got to be a, a big step forward and a, a big push from your organization. Like, What does that mean, and what have you heard from the folks that you do represent in, in yeah. joining this, this fight and pushing the government? Well, I think your your use of the word support is the the, the, the right word. Um, we see ourselves as a support. Uh, there are many who have been advocating for years and years and years for the Canada Disability Benefit. Folks like uh, Defend Disability and Disability Without Poverty um, who have taken the lead. And what Daily Bread has simply done is said, how can we provide resourcing to be able to amplify the message, uh, to be able to, whether it's on social media, or paid media or earned media to be able to make sure that every Canadian knows it's their responsibility uh, to uh, that everyone in community can thrive. Um, and so we want members of parliament to know that uh, uh, this is an opportunity for them to alleviate a situation with a very targeted group uh, that will benefit a million Canadians. So we, we've been... Uh, very uh, uh, blessed in many ways to be able to walk alongside and support uh, the disability communities across the country. And for folks at home who are, are uh, listening to this interview or, or want to get involved, want to lend their support as well, what can they do to help support and, and uh, get involved in, in this uh, campaign? Well, we've had about 60,000 letters sent to uh, the Deputy Prime Minister uh, Friedland uh, now, and, uh, and we need many, many more. So we're very hopeful that people will go to fundthebenefit.ca. It's as easy as we could possibly make that website, fundthebenefit.ca. In about 25 to 30 seconds, you can send a member of Parliament uh, your concerns uh, about uh, making sure that it, what is going on is atrocious and that there is hope with the Canada Disability Benefit. We can all get involved uh, in this. And so spreading that word, visiting that website, joining that coalition of some 40 organizations now, and the tens of thousands of people who are behind this campaign. And, and so my hope is that in Ottawa, uh, this March, that there is an announcement which will result in uh, individuals who are relying on disability benefits uh, to be able to fully thrive in community, uh, to be able to have their right to food realized, to be able to afford at least the basics at the very, very minimum. And so we're going to walk alongside them in that journey and we're going to get this done. Neil, thank you so much for your time. I know you are a very busy person, so I appreciate you taking the time to chat with me, and uh, I appreciate all the work you and your organization are doing. Thanks so much, Alex, for amplifying the message. I really appreciate it. That is Neil Hetherington. Neil is the CEO of the Daily Bread Food Bank, and as he mentioned, if you want to get involved in the campaign, fundthebenefit.ca, fundthebenefit.ca. 
Ca. In 60 seconds, Elizabeth Muller is here with the weather story of the day. But first, here's Canadian press reporter Karen Rebo with your Morning Business Minute. Canada's main stock index gained almost 1.5% yesterday on broad-based strength. Toronto's TSX index surged 304 points to close at 20,889. New York's Dow Jones average gained 151 points and the Nasdaq gained 203. In Tokyo this morning, the Nikkei index climbed 454 points and our dollar is trading overseas this morning at 73.85 cents U.S. Some earnings reports came out from Canadian-based insurance companies last night. Great West Life Co. Inc. says its fourth quarter net earnings were $740 million, up from $452 million during the same quarter a year earlier. Profits from continuing operations were down by more than half for the company's Canada segment. Manulife Financial is reporting a $1.66 billion profit for the quarter ending December 31st, up 81% from the same quarter the year prior. From the Canadian Press Business Desk, I'm Karen Rebo. Thank you very much, Karen. It's now time for the weather report with Elizabeth Moeller. Elizabeth, you want to kind of rain on my my parade, or in this case, maybe snow on on my parade. It's been so dry the last little while in Toronto. Snane on your parade? I don't know if <laughs> snane is a word, but we're going to make it one. Yeah, unfortunately, get ready for some snow in southwestern Ontario. After a few weeks without much snow, that beautiful weather that we had, we are expecting a pretty significant amount of snow today. And this is going to make it difficult to drive or walk, especially in the afternoon because of those strong winds that are going to reduce visibility on our roads. Snow is expected to start falling around midday today in the greater Toronto area. And depending on where you are, we could see anywhere from 5 to 20 centimeters of snow by the end of the day. So just take care if you are traveling today, especially in areas hit hardest by those snow squalls. We are expecting more snow in the coming days as well, unfortunately. Unfortunately, and after the system moves through, we're going to have several days of lake effect snow, which means more blowing snow and potentially dangerous conditions for traveling. The snow is starting in the west this morning and is going to move east throughout the day. By late afternoon, we're going to see snow reaching the greater Toronto area, and by the evening, it'll be in the Ottawa region. Winds are also going to be picking up starting in that southwest and moving into the GTA by the evening. And this is maybe going to lead to some power outages in areas that are hit by the strongest winds. The heaviest snowfall is expected around Lake Huron and Georgian Bay with up to 20 centimeters possible. So Alex, I didn't get to do much snowshoeing last year and I'm hoping that maybe this is a snowfall that gets me out on some snowshoes. What do you think? Oh, I, I think that's a pretty good bet, especially if there's upwards of 20 centimeters of snow coming our way. Uh, but it's all a question of not only does it come, but how long it lasts and as did well. did you bring your boots, Alex Smythe? Did I, you bring your boots? Not to Toronto this week. I'm in my nice uh, slippery uh, running <laughs> shoes. So all it's right. going to be an interesting uh, commute back to the hotel. Elizabeth, thank you so much. I'll check You're in with welcome. you later today. Yeah, you bet. Okay, that was Elizabeth Muller at the weather desk. Coming up after the break, Vancouver Sevens is returning this month for their ninth 
annual rugby event. Community reporter Nathan Clement gives you the scoop. You're watching now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Join us weekly for The Pulse with host Joita Gupta, who brings us closer to issues impacting the disability community across Canada. Watch The Pulse on YouTube or listen wherever you download your AMI podcasts.